Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. The last couple of days have been extremely, pretty much the litmus test to this particular conversation. I, I'm going to go ahead and give you a disclaimer. I'm on one, okay? Uh, AKA, I am fueled, and I don't know if it's a righteous anger. I don't know what it is, but it is something in me that's like ready to just come out and attack. I just, it is what it is. I'm going to jump right into it. Yesterday, I was going over career options, things that I wanted to do, because if you know anything about me at this moment, you know that I like a good plan to work, okay? I want to progress five to 10 years. I want to live on purpose, in my purpose. I am not the person that is just going to, mm, let's just see what tomorrow brings. I don't know. Let's kind of, mm-mm. I'm putting action to a prayer, to some forward motion, God can go ahead and move and maneuver and take a pencil, red pen, however he wants to do it and reroute some things. But one thing's for certain, my movement forward does not stop unless God tells me to. I am the person, and this was was hilarious when I actually remembered this and was like, oh my gosh, you know how when you were younger and you were in school and the substitute or maybe even your teacher when they want to be bothered, but they would hand out copies of like a maze or a puzzle, whatever it is. For some reason, I really was drawn to the maze. And so I used to look at my classmates and see like a, a zillion different like scribble scrabbles because they started where the start of the maze would be and then they started kind of tracing with their pen or their pencil like oh go this way but then not to realize or be cognizant that they were literally going into a dead end hmm let that mean to you what it needs to mean to you that they literally hovered over an opportunity of a blank slate that was presented to them and before putting any thought into it, before getting any real particular direction, before asking any questions or anything of that sort, they decided, I'm just going to move and, oh, we'll, oh, I'm hitting dead ends. Oh, would you have hit those dead ends, those opportunities of blockage? You know where the exit is at, right? It's just that you don't know the proper path to take until you take a breath. Until you analyze, until you pray, until you whatever your thing is that is being put into your soul and you're being unctioned to, this is what I need to do and then this will bring me clarity for me to know the way to go. I was always the child that wouldn't start drawing my way out right away for several reasons. Not because I was just the most spiritual grandbaby in all the classrooms. That that could be it too. I'm not going to argue, okay? Uh, but more so because I didn't, I didn't like a whole bunch of different lines and scribble scrabbles on my paper. I was the person that if I started writing my name and my do now and my date and and I messed up on some of that, I'm crumbling up the paper. I'm writing it totally from scratch because it's going to mess up the way my loose leaf binder looks, okay? And listen that's between me and the Lord. That's the way I wanted to get down. So you have a nice day. And so something about not being the child that just rushed into decisions, 
that just automatically want to be the first one done. I w- I wanted to be like I did it in a time reasonable time frame. But I didn't want you to see that I made so many mistakes because I didn't take my time to at least produce a plan of action. And so mm, that feels like a whole con- another conversation, doesn't it? Mm, that's okay. Let the Holy Spirit do what it's supposed to be done. Um so when it comes to me planning my future, I kind of handle it like I'm being handed a maze, right? Because, oh, there's many directions you can go in any particular category, but there's only one way, one route that leads to the ultimate goal, the perfect will, the most lucrative path. And while I don't think that hitting some dead ends and all of that is a complete waste of time, I do think in those moments we learn, we grow. If you're receptive to why you hit that dead end, maybe you got to shave that particular characteristic. Maybe you need to grow in that particular characteristic. Maybe there were some things in your arsenal. God was like, "Mm -mm, I'm going to do you like I did the Israelites. I'm going to take you the absolute longest way because you need to learn how to fight, which is why he went ahead and led the Israelites the longest way as he did. So sometimes he will allow for you to, Go ahead and hit that dead wall, that that dead end, the road that he knows is not going to lead to whatever. Because let me explain something to you. A, a teacher handed me that maze that probably went ahead and had some type of answer key. But never dare I hear my teacher say, mm-mm, you're going the wrong way. Mm-mm, no, I don't think you should. Mm, you sure you want to start there? <laughs> you sure you want to turn there? I never had the teacher hover over me as I was trying to figure out the maze that was presented to me. And so I feel like, in a sense, that's what God does. I think he blocks those things that would derail you to the point that now you're not even on the paper anymore. I don't believe that he blocks wastes of time or what we like to deem waste of time, because I believe that everything works together for all good. If it's in Romans 8, 28, I, I believe it. If it's in that Bible, I believe it, okay? And that's just how that's going to work out. But what has been echoing as I've been trying to make decisions, whether it's career, whether it's residence, whether it's any financial goals, any plan, it was this one phrase that every time I say it there's just a I can't even explain it it's like a like a and then it's a Selah after that the phrase is stop playing it safe man what good is it to live in this day and age with so many opportunities with so many ways to get to a thing, through a thing, however it needs to be, for you to have played it safe like you were born in the 1920s. And we all have our reasoning to why we play something safe. It could be fear. Where it's like, honestly, (laughs) I tried to make that decision before. That decision did not work out well. And so, you know what? I'm just going to be decisionless in that area because I'm not doing it. Which I could respect if a person was able to come to that conclusion in 
you know, by themselves. That would be pretty dope. Like, you know what? Shouts out to you for a humble assessment of self. I get it. But that is almost like saying uh, you tried to ride that bike that one time when you were six, and then you tried it again when you were seven. And then you know what? You got a little bit older. You tried it at nine. So you know what? You good. Bikes is done. Like, you know what? Bikes aren't for you. <laughs> okay. At each level, there's something different you could have done. Maybe the bike that you had at six was too big for you. Maybe the one that you had at the next age, the airs wasn't really in the tire at seven. Maybe the one at nine where you were riding caused for you to go ahead and, and fall the way that you did. We never look at the surrounding factors of why a thing is coming to pass. We always look at the vehicle of a thing and say, I'm never going to. Oh, you're never going to date, ma'am? Marriage isn't for you no more all of a sudden? Oh, God. Why? Because, oh, boy, did what? It's not just him. You have to understand that every time I open up my heart to somebody, they always do me. Okay, can, can I ask you something? That, um... That heart and that mindset, do you bring that into every relationship? Like, are you there with that heart and mind in every relationship? Cool. Has your mindset shifted at all when you're in these relationships? And let me ask you something real talk between you and I. No, because it's just you and I. Don't worry about it. We're we not, we we not around gossipers. Um, can you truly say in your heart that when you walk into these relationships, you're truly like, okay, this is going to be a new experience for me. And I have good intentions. And whatever it is that I'm supposed to learn from this, I will. But I'm going to take my time. I'm going to, I'm not going to have a whole bunch of lines of defenses, but I'm going to be a little bit smarter because last time showed me A, B, and C. Or is there something in the depths of your soul that says, I want you to prove me wrong, but I know that you're not. Like, let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. Because let's take it on a lighter level. What if you went to a particular chain store and you were like, that was disgusting. And then you decided, okay, uh, I'm going to go to another chain store. Okay, that that I ordered was disgusting. And then you say, you know what, forget the chain stores. I'm going to go to a real restaurant this time. And you sat down and you go in ahead and you're like, bro, why is all the food disgusting? Can I ask you, what are you ordering that every time that you sit down and try to in, indulge in this, that it leaves you with a taste in your mouth that makes you say, this is disgusting? You mean to tell me out of all the menus, okay, in different establishments you keep choosing the one meal that's disgusting like what is the chef following you no okay so could it be that we can start gaining a different perspective and going do I order the same chicken sandwich no matter where I go like am I ch chicken tender LLC like is that what I'm doing like am I going to that chain store and saying hey can I get y'all chicken <sighs> why is these they're soggy and do I go somewhere else and I'm like oh this sauce it would have been good but it's this sauce is terrible and you went somewhere else and was like what what is that nothing in you said mm, let me try the fish I know I'm this but I just let me do something different or are you going into the establishment with already preconceived notion but somewhere in your logic 
You allowed yourself to order the same thing. Ma'am, are you attracting the same thing? Are you attracting the same way? And even if you tried to say, uh-uh, because I tried it different. I tried the tall ones, the short ones, the light skin, the blah, blah. Then can I be 200 with you? Then you are loving with the same heart. And if that heart is still wounded, you're going to always get the same results. And I'm talking to you from someone with tons of experience. I attracted different because I wouldn't accept nothing that looked the same. You understand me? Did you hear what I said? I started receiving and attracting different things because I wasn't accepting what I knew to be sameness. I don't want to hear the whole, right now, you know, um, you know, I'm in between. Oh, okay, well, when you get out from in-between jobs, how at you, girl. <laughs> like, I, why I want you in between something that I'm already in? That doesn't make no sense. Like, that's unevenly yoked on so many levels. I don't even like eggs, bruh. <laughs> you know, I had to put a little thing to that. But, like, you, you see what I'm saying? Like, what is it that makes people look at the vehicle and say, I'm never going to do that again? And not yourself and say, I'm going to start operating differently. Maybe different will bring different. Perhaps. But you know what people do? They attract different and then they sabotage it the whole way through because I'm not used to this. So then go back to your pit, decorate it, and call it home. But don't you dare cry and complain when it rains. Do you understand me? If you want a home with a ceiling because it makes you feel protected, then go get a home with a ceiling. And then ask God each step of the way, help me to decorate it different because I'm not used to this much square footage. Help me to see it different because I, I don't know anybody who even has this in my circle. Help me to receive it different because if I keep rejecting what you're trying to give me, then I'm ultimately telling you no, not this person that you're trying to use in my life. Maybe, perhaps. Now, listen. I wasn't even going to go <laughs> this route. I had an entirely different topic conversation that I wanted to have with you, but I am wise enough to know when the Holy Spirit wants to do a thing. So if this is piercing you in some kind of way, good morning. God has shin checked you. At this point, we're going to stop blaming what's happening around us and start healing, shifting, and growing what's happening within us. You just got to be a big girl and a big boy sometimes. You, you, we can't keep blaming that you ain't never seen a man love a woman. Put in a movie, sir. Okay. Um, the Notebook. Uh, you, 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 want, you want some recommendations? The Notebook. Let's start there. Hmm? No. Um, I mean, Google it. You can't breathe in, on this green, blue, muddy earth and say that you are acting in a way because you had lack. So then go get filled with wisdom. You are walking around with a handheld computer that we call a cell phone. Google your way out of your pit, sir. 
you understand it's not that easy no what's not easy is letting go of the thing that hurts you because you've grown to um be accustomed to it and when you're accustomed to something you've learned to make it a part of your life and when you made it a part of your life it's almost like it's family and everybody knows that ohana is the word of the day right yes sometimes do you understand <laughs> do you understand that just because you're familiar to it doesn't mean that you should be familiar with it do you understand the difference between that being familiar to something, I'll give you an example. Uh, I'm very familiar, unfortunately, with the smell of marijuana. Okay, uh, I can be in my car, have my window down, hear some rap music of choice. Matter of fact, let's not even ethnize it. Let's make have somebody pull up. Okay, and have the strongest scent that I'm not used to that I don't dwell don't you know I don't delve in and immediately am familiar to what that is yeah I know that that's crazy let me put my window up okay um because you ain't about to have me driving under nothing Mm -mm, nope can't do it uh so that's how that works however comma once I drive away from that person yeah, the familiarity is gone. I don't cut and paste because it was a part of my life at some point. You know, my aunts and them at the barbecues and stuff, they were like, listen, we finna go on a walk. And then my naive behind, I want to go with you. They was like, nah, you can't go on this kind of walk. Why not? <laughs> my sneakers is right here. Y'all all going for a walk and I go with y'all. It's just, I didn't understand it until I started getting older. It was like, every time y'all come back, y'all smell like, um, what is that smell? Like something burning. Like, I don't, why your eyes is like, a, you was crying? Oh, because I don't, oh, I don't understand that. Yeah. So everyone has the opportunity to just cut and paste whatever they saw because that's easy, right? It's easy to just, your mother cursed you out when she was upset, so you curse out people when you're upset. You saw somebody who got mad, walked away, left the house, whatever, so when you get mad, you shut down, you got nothing to say. It's like, oh, that's easy, but can I tell you that easy just is a really short four-letter word for you're going to produce the same results? And if you go the easy route, there is no growth in that. And where there is no growth, there is no life. Okay? Hate to get morbid, but there is no life where there is no growth. And I would hate it to be that you are walking around on however many years of this earth you've been walking around, but you stopped growing 20 years ago. Oh, how devastating. Seriously? Like, is that what we wanted to do? Is that we did we want to live the life that looks like let me just coast until I bump into some great some greatness? You didn't want to plan for that. You didn't want to shoot for that. Like I heard a saying a long time ago, at least shoot for the moon. And if you get a star, great. But don't shoot for the water and then wonder why you're not higher than that. That doesn't make any sense. You see what I'm saying? But I promise you, again, I'm, 
sometimes when I'm having these conversations with you, I am shocked on where the Holy Spirit goes because I promise you, I had a totally different, like I'm really going to have to low-key call you back and be like, okay, so I know I was saying something to you, but can I say this one? And it's just because I never know where, I have an idea of where I'm going to go with certain conversations. I don't know how he wants to use me. And so before I actually start talking and doing all the things that I know how to do, the first thing that I do is pray. And not even to be a, you know, religious, spiritual, what have you, but just more so that I don't want to be so caught up in having fun and or and or performing in something that you forget to be used by God. Like, seriously? Like, I would hate it to be that God has a bird's eye view to our lives and that he placed us somewhere put something on our heart, given us a certain assignment. And we're so engulfed in it that when he taps you on your shoulder, you put your hand up and go, wait, not right now, I'm busy. I'm, I'm doing the assignment. Can I tell you something? Sometimes it's not even about the assignment at all. That was the portal to get you to where he wanted you to be because there was somebody he wanted you to leave your impression on. Sometimes it's not even about you getting to the next level of what have you or, you know, uh, whatever it is, personal goal that you made for yourself. Sometimes it's just someone needed a word from you at a particular time. And God is so dope how he goes ahead and aligns divine interventions. And he went ahead and allowed for you to go through that entire employment process just for you to graduate from that particular training class, just for you to speak to somebody that you would have never saw, you would have never crossed paths with, but that was your only assignment there. And so now it's time for you to go. You would look up like, are you serious? And I may or may not be speaking from experience, and I'm not rolling my eyes right now. I don't want you to be so traumatized by something that you can't see that God is doing a new thing in you that he's doing a new thing for you I want you to get to a place that everything is newness to you in that you take things for what it is but you bring along the lessons that you learned relationships okay you know what looks promising right Person is attractive, has some of the things that you like, blah, blah, blah. But instead of you trying to pick up the vibe between the two of y'all or trying to see, like, why your last relationship didn't work because you're trying to compare, like, what you did that's just going to make me upset if I get with you. I want you to start asking some questions that's like, okay, so what's something, and this is a, a inner question I want you to ask yourself, literally, What's something that five to 10 years straight, I'm absolutely positively not going to be able to deal with. And then let me identify either through question asking or just getting in that environment with said person to see if this person carries that trait. Because the last thing that I'm getting ready to do is fall in love with somebody that has something about them that if it never changed, the relationship would be torture for me. Because what I've learned about relationships is that God truly wants to show you the value in companionship. The Bible says that he said in Genesis, it is not good for man to be alone. 
because God doesn't even know what it is to be alone. Mm, let that mean what it means to you. He has Jesus, the son. Okay. He has the Holy Spirit. He got angels of angels. He got, they singing, holy, holy. They doing all that. Man, he got a whole, I'm talking about squad. He gang, ganging in the spirit. You understand? Heaven is gang, gang. And he wants you to experience that. He wants you to feel what it feels like when you got some thoroughness around you, when you got some pure-hearted people around you, when you have people who truly want your, have your best interests at heart. He wants you to truly understand that when you get with the right person, the heavenly emotions that it unlocks is like you can't even describe it. That's why people call it stupid in love. Because the things you would do, the the the... I mean, the leaps you would go, the bat, like there is no limit. And you know what? And maybe it's not stupidity. Maybe that's truly what true love looks like. But everybody is so tainted that they don't know that that actually is how we're supposed to love, except that it wasn't that person. Please don't waste all your savings in the love department on someone who, who is insufficient in every way. That's like, that's the worst thing anybody could ever do. You're supposed to be outrageous for who you love. You're supposed to. God looked at us and was like, I love y'all so much. I'm willing to give up my only begotten son. Like I'm willing, like Jesus. Oh, you listen, you know the plan, right? Like I love them. To the point that the angels in the Bible, the, it says in the Bible, the angels said, what is man that you... That you were so mindful of them. Like, you made them a little lower than angels. Like, bruh, they mess up all the time. And I bet if it was uh, one of your homegirls, you look stupid. They getting ready to just have other gods before you. What? They, they getting ready to denounce you in front of everybody. Be like, no, what God? <laughs> I don't even, and you're going to send Jesus down there and Peter's going to deny him three times before the rooster roast, even crows? Like, what? Why would you even do that? Like, when Moses come up here and be talking to you guys, they're going to be down there building a golden calf. Like, all this is a waste. Like, why are you going so hard? Because I love them. Because I love them. And if it's not worth it to you, I mean, that's cool. But you can't out-talk me out of the highest form of emotion that anybody could ever feel. That's why the first one the first documented fruit of the spirit is love, peace, joy, love. And all of these things, love is the most important. Like, how many times you want him to bring that up? Agape. Love God with all your heart. Yeah, love is something to be stupid for if it's for the right purpose, not even the right person. And what we may call stupid may be God looking at that's exactly how wired love to be sacrificial continuing long-suffering truly loving someone for who they are but no expecting that there will be some change because when you finally first loved God with all your heart and all your might and all your soul and all of that who you were then to who you are now there should be some change in you that's why the Bible says listen don't be no babe in Christ okay so he does want us to grow but you shouldn't hold that expectation over anyone because only God can help them grow. And so listen, 
I have literally word vomited, okay? I pray, and I already know, I just I say this to be cute, but I'm very serious about it, that you got what you needed. You know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations, conversations that not everybody, not everybody is going to have with you. I'm not sure why the Holy Spirit led me in this way, but I'm glad that he did. I am learning so much. You can plan, you can dissect, you can do all the things. But if you truly are living, you're letting the Holy Spirit have his way. And you're not having any emotions toward that. The last thing that I want to see when I look back on my life is that the one being that I fought the most was the one being that was there to help me to greatness. That's ridiculous. You're not choosing a job because it's not what you expected. And I'm speaking to myself right now because that was wow. Okay, Holy Spirit, wow. Okay, in front of company, okay, great. Uh, you not, you know, I'm not going to school now. You know how old I am? Man, I'm not dating. It's over for me. I'm not getting married again. because of, And you put all these different, and what I look at that as, you are putting a wedge between you and the Holy Spirit, then who's going to guide you? Because you put these personal blocks of what you're not going to do. Why don't you just remove all that and say, listen, clearly, I don't know the way to greatness, okay? You may know it academically. You may know, you know, career ladder and rubbing elbows and networking and the blase blue. But what you don't know is where God wants you to be, the time frame that God has given you to do it. And how God wants you to arrive when you get there. So the last thing you should be doing is putting a wedge between you and the Holy Spirit. A.K.A. the only person that's going to guide you on where you should go. The only person who's going to guide you on, mm I don't think you should. Maybe you should. The one that is supposed to be your life tutor. You're going to put wedges of what you're not going to do between, mm Take those particular building blocks out and just say, Holy Spirit, how have your way. Give God your yes, give God your amen, and let the Holy Spirit have his way because that's where safety is. That's where greatness lies. That's where every heart desire you ever had will be produced because he will show you the way. If I keep talking, I I have nothing else for you. Do you understand that? You know what these conversations are. They're life-provoking conversations. I already told you that. So I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. We talk later. Okay, bye.